0: Our text this morning from God's Word is Romans 16, verses 17 through 20. Let me uh, pray, uh, read this section of God's Word, and then uh, preach a sermon on it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we uh, need your grace. We need your very kind working uh, at this uh, time in the service. I certainly need it. I certainly want it. I do not want to be here alone uh, seeking to uh, explain uh, your word. Heavenly Father, please uh, be with me. Please be with all of us. Uh, There is one that uh, prowls around like a roaring lion, who would uh, obstruct uh, our time in your word, who would keep us from profiting from it. We pray that uh, because uh, you are greater than uh, the one who is against us, that uh, you would work in reference to all of us, and that all of us would really profit from Uh, the Word of God this morning. Uh, May, uh, Heavenly Father, your Holy Spirit uh, run greatly in our lives through this time now. We pray to you uh, uh, through the one uh, who brings us to you, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 16 verses 17 through 20, I will uh, read from the older uh, New International Version. I urge you brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I am full of joy over you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Romans 16, Paul's closing words in his letter to the Romans can once again be outlined in this way. Some friends to greet some foes to avoid, some servants to honor, and a God to praise. A few Sundays ago from verses one through 16, we looked at some friends to greet or Paul's personal greetings. Today from verses 17 through 20, we are going to study some foes to avoid, or Paul's warning about false teachers. Notice the words of verse 17, and hopefully you'll have a Bible open before you to Romans 16 and the other locations that we look at this morning. Notice the words of verse 17 of Romans 16. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. If anyone could write and warn about false teachers, it is Paul. They followed him wherever he went with the gospel, They regularly caused trouble for him. He consistently did battle with them. Paul was all too familiar with false teachers, as familiar with them as anyone. And my friends, false teachers are still around today. Satan, through false teachers, has not stopped attacking our Lord Jesus and His Word and His Church. We have these troublemakers with us today. So our lesson from Paul this morning is a relevant and an important one. We will use five points to cover Paul's words in verses 17 through 20 about false teachers. And the first point is this, what are we to do about them? What does Paul tell us in God's word to do concerning false teachers? Two things, A, watch out for them and b keep away from them let me say that again a watch out for them b keep away from them verse 17 once again i urge you brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. I think here of our Lord's words at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Almost at the very end, he said in Matthew 7, verses 15 and 16, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. We are to be on guard for false teachers. We are to be ready to mark them. We are to be ready to identify them, for there will be false teachers, and we are to have nothing to do with them. We are to avoid them. Vigilance and discernment and separation. I once heard a warning on television about a new computer virus. The virus comes through an email and it does very serious damage to one's computer. The warning said this, this is how to spot it. This is how to recognize it. Watch out for it and have nothing to do with it. Vigilance and discernment separation. That is what Paul is saying to us this morning concerning false teachers. And my friends, this first point is a matter of obedience to the Lord. The Lord is actually the one who is speaking to us here. It doesn't matter how sincere false teachers seem to be. It doesn't matter how friendly they seem to be, how kind, intelligent, popular they seem to be, we are to be obedient to the Lord Jesus here and mark them and avoid them. There are false teachers today. We are obediently to be on the alert in reference to them and keep away from them. Point two, what do false teachers do? What do they bring about? We know what we are to do concerning them. Why? Once more, what do they do. Paul tells us two things here as well. A, they put obstacles in our way. That's found also in verse 17. Obstacles in our way. Through their false teaching, false teachers block the way to God the true way, to God. They keep people from being eternally right with God, from having peace with God. Look with me at Matthew chapter 23. In Matthew chapter 23, the Lord Jesus is talking about certain false teachers in his day. And in verse 13b, he says this about them. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. That's one thing false teachers do. They keep people from heaven. Watch out for those who put obstacles in your way. Keep away from them. Here is a very simple illustration. Here is a person who says, there is no God. The God of the Bible is a myth. Don't be hung up then about sin and guilt, and righteousness, and judgment. There is no God. Is that correct? No. What will embracing that teaching do? It will keep one from God. Another very simple illustration. Here's a person who says there is a God. And you need to earn. You need to merit his forgiveness. Along with faith, you need to do and do and do certain things to receive his forgiveness in heaven. Is that correct? No. What will embracing that teaching do? It also will keep one from God. False teachers put obstacles in one's way. They keep people from heaven, keep away from them. Then also, B, Paul tells us that false teachers cause divisions. Verse 17, watch out for those who cause divisions. In Paul's day, after he would go to an area and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, after Paul would preach that one is saved through faith in Jesus Christ, through faith alone in the work of Christ alone, false teachers would regularly go to that same area and tell people, well, we actually need more than faith. It is faith plus circumcision. It is faith plus works. If you are not circumcised, then you are not saved. And that would cause disruption. That would cause division in the churches established by Paul. I have a pastor friend who once told me of some of his people coming under the influence of a teacher, a teacher who was either a false teacher or a very bad teacher. And he told me that one of the results of that was division in his church. And eventually those people went out from The church. False teachers also cause disruption. Let me ask Are you right now aware of someone who is dividing churches of Jesus Christ? Who is causing confusion and division among professing Christians? That person could very well be a false teacher, a troublemaker, because that is one of the marks of a false teacher. And so we hear from Paul under the inspiration of God, watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way. Keep away from them, turn away from them. Point three. What is behind false teachers? What can we say about their motives? Paul will answer that. Paul will tell us the answer to that in the first sentence of verse 18. Concerning false teachers, at least some of them, he writes, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. False teachers do not serve the Lord Jesus. They may refer to the Lord Jesus. They may talk a little about the Lord Jesus, but they do not serve the Lord Jesus. And so A, under three A, We put down, they serve themselves. They are self-servers. They are self-centered. William Hendrickson, a, a good commentator, has written these words about verse 18. They are people who are slaves to their own ego. How they love to hear themselves talk. They are filled with an exalted opinion of themselves. They are allowing their lives to be determined by the cravings of their sinful nature. Turn with me to Acts chapter 20. In Acts chapter 20, verses 17 through 38, Paul is with the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church of Ephesus. Paul, at one time, you'll remember, ministered at Ephesus, but now he is no longer there. And Acts chapter 20 is a farewell, if you will, a farewell address of Paul to the Ephesian elders. In Acts chapter 20, I want you to look with me at what Paul says in verses 29 through 31. Verse 29, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Paul is referring to false teachers here. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth. Even from within the church at Ephesus, false teachers will arise in order to draw away disciples after them. Do you see what these false teachers are about? They are about themselves, in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. False teachers do not serve the Lord Jesus. They do not really have him in mind. They do not really have him in their hearts. They have themselves in their hearts, They are self-servers. Let's review what we've taken up to this point. We have more to go but let's review what we have covered so far. We're to watch out for and we're to keep away from false teachers. They put obstacles in the way to heaven, and we might also say they put obstacles in a person's growth who really does know the Lord God, and they cause divisions in the church. Of Jesus Christ they don't serve they don't benefit the Lord Jesus they benefit themselves one more thing briefly in our third point notice the first sentence of verse 20 of Romans chapter 16 the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet these words suggest that B, outline 3B, false teachers really come from Satan. Satan is behind them whether they are aware of that or not. Paul detects the strategy of Satan in false teachers. Listen to these words of Paul about false apostles in his day. False apostles, 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Paul said the false apostles of his day were servants of Satan. False teachers are also servants of Satan. And so we are also to avoid false teachers because... We are to have nothing to do with Satan. Once again, I don't care how neat they look. I don't care how well they sound. I don't care how popular they are. We are to be obedient to the word of God and we are to have nothing to do with false teachers. Point four, what is the method of false teachers? How do they capture people? Paul goes into this in the second sentence of verse 18. Notice his words there. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. False teachers deceive. That is how they succeed. They present that which is not true in such a way that listeners think it is true. They seduce the mind. They make use of smooth talk. They make use of flattery. Of pious, sweet talk, someone has said. They speak eloquently. They pretend that they are really helping people. But they are not. They cleverly distort the truth and take people away from the eternal life that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Esther, a person named Haman goes to King Xerxes to get permission to attack and destroy all of the Jews, all of the Jews, through distorting the truth and through deceiving the mind of king xerxes he gets that permission false teachers cleverly deceive before we leave this point we must ask this important question how can we how can we not be deceived by false teachers Does Paul say anything about that in our passage? Indeed, he does. Look once more at verse 17. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Paul says an antidote false teachers is holding to the teaching we have learned, remembering and learning better, and sticking to the basic truths of the faith which we have received, again, remembering and learning more deeply, and standing firm in the apostolic faith of the Bible. That will enable us to not be deceived. The American Banking Association once sponsored a two-week training program to help tellers detect counterfeit bills. The program was unique. Never during the two-week training did the tellers even look at a counterfeit bill nor did they they listen to any lectures concerning the characteristics of counterfeit bills. All they did for two weeks was handle authentic currency, hour after hour, day after day, until they were so familiar with the true that they could not possibly be fooled by the false until they were so familiar with the true that they could not possibly be fooled by the false. Paul says an antidote to false teachers is learning better, more deeply, and sticking true the apostolic message of the Bible. That will enable us To not be deceived. Paul said these words to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verses 13 through 15. Evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. We've been talking about that. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Jesus Christ. Learning more and more deeply, understanding better and better the fundamental truths of the Scriptures will keep us from false teachers. Let me ask... Do you know the basic truths of the Christian faith? Do you know the basics of the Bible, especially the basics of the gospel, eternal life in Jesus Christ? I have read in the past that the number one place where cults get their people, more than anywhere else, the number one place where the cults get their people is from the church. That's right. From people who go to church and who do not give themselves seriously to learning and understanding and knowing the basics of the Christian faith. And so I believe that we're being taught today that we are to really learn the essential truths of the Christian faith. You know the way we've gone about really learning what we need to know for our jobs, to be good parents, things like that, to really learn the essential truths of the Christian faith. Our last point this morning is, what does Paul say about the Roman believers where were they as to their susceptibility to false teachers? See now the first half of verse 19. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I am full of joy over you. The Roman Christians understood the gospel. The Roman Christians Believed the gospel. The Roman Christians were obedient to the gospel. They were staying true to the gospel, and so they were prepared for false teachers. Paul, you'll remember, had to write a serious letter to the Galatians because they were not obeying The gospel. Grounded, really grounded in the gospel so that their lives showed it. Galatians chapter one, verses six and seven. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ, that 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 you're so quickly giving yourself over to false teachers that you're allowing yourself to be influenced by them. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. The Romans, once more, were not like that. Their faith in Christ, their obedience to God's gospel was solid, Their obedience, in fact, was talked about throughout the entire world. And for that obedience, Paul was joyful. And so we ask, is that where we are as individuals? Is that where we are? Is that where we are as a church? We understand, We believe, we obey the gospel. By God's grace, may it be so. Look again at verse 20 of Romans 16. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Because of the Romans' obedience to the gospel, God would crush Satan Satan and Satan's false teachers under their feet. Now that sentence means far more than that. But I think it also includes that. Satan and his false teachers are defeated foes in reference to those who are obedient to the gospel. And so one more time, by God's grace, let us be people who know Who believe and who obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we will see Satan crushed under our feet personally and here at Trinity Church. False teachers are real. They are real and they are really around today and they are succeeding with some, perhaps even with many. What are we to do concerning them? Watch out and keep away. What do they do? They block the way to God, and they cause divisions. What's behind them? Well, they're self-servers, and Satan is behind them. What is their method? They deceive, cleverly distort the truth. And what was our last point? Obedience to the gospel will defeat them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, help us to use what we have heard here in times when we will face false teachers, false teaching. Please don't... uh, Let us think that this will never take place. Uh, Please don't let us uh, just frivolously uh, push aside what we have heard today. Uh, Help us to uh, remember that uh, Satan is real. He's alive. He's active. One of his chief weapons is false teaching, and he loves to come after Christians. So again, Heavenly Father, please help us to take with us today what we have heard, what we have learned. Help us to use it as part of our full armor and to crush Satan under our feet. In Christ's name we pray, amen.